they dropped his scholarship. Yep. So he w- it was a signed letter of intent, and they dropped him. Like that. And it's... And it's because of a, of a stupid post. A stupid post. A momentary lapse in judgment. And not even in the lapse of judgment, what, what the real crime, in my opinion, is, what cost that kid a scholarship, which is rare, what cost that kid a scholarship was not that he was being a, a, a kid, right? Because kids will do dumb things. It's because that the way that he was showcased online... The only th- a coach had access to his 16-year-old world that he has with his friends. You're not playing that game anymore. So in social media, I, I, so I have had kids, and it's like, so we're going into this. It, it's, it's our last recruiting killer, and it's social media. And so in social media, I have had kids um, uh, post things. And I've talked to coaches and a coach says, yeah, this kid posted something. I didn't like it. Or I had friends who were coaches and said, nah, this kid, I've seen this kid post many things. In one instance, I had a coach who I was really friendly with say, uh, we were talking about a kid and he's like, yeah, I, I saw something and I didn't like it. And I go, what was it? Because I, I, I kind of want to know, right, for my clients. And I looked at it online. And I'm going to tell you, it was really benign to me. It was it was really subtle. It was it wasn't to me. It wasn't really a big deal. I could see where somebody might think it was a big deal. I could see, but in the overall grand scheme of things, we had a hundred people in the room. I think like ninety nine percent of them probably would be like, "Yeah, it's not really that big of a deal." But the one percent, the one guy who did, who didn't like it, was the one guy that held his future. So you might think it's okay. I may think it's nothing. Somebody else might think it's not a big deal. doesn't matter. We don't hold those cards. Coach does. So the problem is not the post. Kids will be kids, right? Especially now, the, the, when, you know, it, it, one, of the, one of the things with casting a wide, long lens is that it's a little unfair to the world that kids live in today, right? So you're looking at 13, 14, 15-year-old kids who are on social media. That looks like reality to them, but we're trying to have 13, 14, 15-year-old kids uh, you know, appear to be mature and well put together when they're 13, 14, 15, 16. You know? and, and so the problem's not social media. The problem is the way social media is set up. You've heard the stories, right? Scholarship revoked, kid uh, suspended from school, kid kicked out of school. You know why? Because they had, uh, they didn't have a social media presence that represented their new role in life. So here's how I explain it. You know, as parents, we've had those. I don't know if you have the same experience, but you know, I can recite probably the entire movie of Cars two. <laughs> you know, Disney movie. Because my kids watched it on repeat over and over and over and over again. And there was a time my kids liked, um, uh, oh gosh, I even forget some of the names, but like when they were really little, like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, right? And they, and they liked like um, uh, PJ Masks and all these shows, right? And if you looked around our house, you would see, you know, that kind of stuff. 
Mickey Mouse and stuff. And then there was a stage where they got started getting into like Avengers and Star Wars, and you would see more of that stuff. And then they then they started getting into like you know they're a little older, and so now they want more you know cooler things and sports and 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 you know cooler video games and stuff like that. So what's in there represents that. And so someone's social media will be the same way, right? You will see a representation of where their life used to be and where their life is going. So there's still some like uh, you know toys that are around from their previous phase. They're still there, even though they moved on. So what catches people by surprise when it comes to social media is that their son is now moving to a different stage of life. But they're, move, they're, they're going to high school with their Mickey Mouse Clubhouse shirt on. And that's the difference in social media. So what has to happen is not that kids are going to stop being doing dumb things and telling jokes that they shouldn't tell, right? Because that's part of the learning process, right? You know, I always, I always ask the, you know, the dads, like, can you imagine the conversations your kids have, like, at the mall with their friends? Right? That would be, right? It's fart jokes and stuff like that, right? Now let's have the conversation they have when the coach is, is there, when the coach is, like, in the room, right? Or the coach is talking to the team. They have different conversations around the coach. Now let's pretend they're in a classroom with, like, the principal of the school. Boy, they would have really different conversations. Same kid. Same kid. But if you think about the kid in the mall, he's wearing the clothes he wants and he's, you know, flicking boogers at each other and you know what I mean? And they're, they're doing all the kinds of things that kids do. Then now on the team, he's got his uniform on. He knows there's some parameters of the, of the team. He knows it's not a time to flick boogers and tell fart jokes, even though they, I know they still do. But, you know, in general, they're telling more <laughs> fart jokes at the mall than they are with the team. But if the principal's in the room, boy, they're probably dressed well. They're not telling any jokes. They've got a professional presence. So as your son is moving to a new stage of life, his social media world needs to reflect that. And he needs what is going to be a searchable digital presence. And searchable in that we're always going to expect a search. So when I work with my players, we are expecting that once we do our job, If we do our job really well, there's a moment where we send one of our crucial letters. And when we send that letter, we know the coach is going to search. We know it. Because part of it is we've we've orchestrated this process. Right? We've orchestrated this process to, uh, to this point where it would be the next step for the coach to search. And in what we're doing, we're always anticipating the next step. And so we're not waiting for the next step. We're anticipating the next step and we're providing the coach everything he needs to take another step after that, another step after that. In other words, we don't want any pauses in the process. So we're doing this communication process and then we deliver this one letter that's like one of the key parts of our our process. Now we know what that coach is gonna do. He's gonna go right to his computer and he's gonna search. And when he searches, For my guys, they are going to find a well-organized, well-thought-out, uniformed, professional digital presence. They are going to find the digital presence of 
a future student athlete who's going to represent this coach well. What he's not going to find is booger and fart jokes. Because the kid might be 14, 15, 16, and he thinks booger and fart... I still think booger and fart jokes are funny, right? And But, so, but what, what we're going to do is take his personal life at the mall, and it's going to be at the mall. So we're going we're gonna, to, we set them up. We do this for our clients. We don't let them do it on their own. We do it for them. Where we set up, we say, look, these accounts that you have right here, these need to go private. These need to be changed. These need to be reorganized. These need to be, you're at the mall. You're in the basement with your friends. You're at a sleepover. It needs to be where that is. Right? Kids are having a sleepover in your house. They're throwing food at each other and stuff like that. Right? No, no that stuff is in, in the basement during the sleepover. Or at the mall, that's not for, that's not in the room at the principal. So that all needs to go behind a wall. And then what we do is we create a presence for that player that is uniformed, first of all, across all platforms and is showcasing where his life is going. So we don't want to find a Mickey Mouse Clubhouse thing there. We don't want to find. A, a, a booger and fart joke or, or a Spider-Man shirt, right? Even though he might still like Spider-Man. But it's not fair, but kids today, now at earlier ages, are expected to put forth an image to a coach that basically says, I've got my act together. And because we're expecting a search, not only are we, we going to have a consistent, um, uniform a professional digital presence, we're also going to use that opportunity to signal to the coach. So when he searches, what will he find? He will find everything that we want to do to create a wide and long lens for that player. Because we're not taking the opportunity of the search of, oh, I hope he sees this, or I hope he doesn't see this, or oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. No, 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 no. No, this is an opportunity. He's searching, we have his attention. We're going to use that attention to signal as much as we can, to widen that lens, to showcase the things that are great about your son. Remember the things we did in comparison between the 87 mile an hour pitcher and the 90 mile an hour pitcher? Well, I guarantee if you're up against that kid and the coach searches that kid, odds are he's going to find a mess of a digital media presence. He might find an Instagram with a lot of baseball stuff, but then there's like a picture of him and his friends, like, you know, eating a pizza in one bite and stupid stuff. Right now that, that, that that's innocent enough, but it's not, but it's, but it's, it's not that it's, it hurts, but it's a lost opportunity. I'm not willing to lose opportunity with my clients. I'm not willing to waste every opportunity. Like I said, water on concrete, like water on concrete. I'm getting every crack and every crisis. We are doing every little thing. So that search that that coach makes is an opportunity for us to widen the lens. And when we widen the lens, we now have your son being compared, who might be compared to a player that's, that might be baseball slightly better than him, but now in comparison, in contrast, with all the things that we're going to signal and showcase about your son, it's no-brainer. We show that your son brings more to the table, even though his baseball abilities might be slightly lower. So the second thing in, in social media... Um, is that uh, people are scared now. So uh, they hear all these stories and, um, you know, they're, they're scared. They're scared to post on social media. They're scared to use social media. So now what happens is in that fear, 
you know, is like restriction. So they don't really make the most of it. They don't really drive it. They don't really use it to the best of it and full of its ability. And what they're doing is in that, that fear is costing them opportunity. It's costing them the opportunity to signal to a coach and to create that wider lens. Because people are just so scared to post anything, to post the wrong thing, that they're posting things that are so benign, so neutral, they don't move the needle in any way. And while that might be fine, right? The coach, hey, the coach searched for us and he didn't find anything bad. Uh, I'm sorry. I am. I would never put my client in that position. Of of the of, uh, I would never put my client in a position where they didn't find anything bad. <laughs> that is a position of weakness, and we don't do that. We play from a position of strength, strength of the qualities and the abilities of the student athlete, and we're going to use that search and that that opportunity to showcase those. We are going to use that as an opportunity to signal strength, not just to avoid anything bad that might happen. Um, and, and it goes back to one of my rules. So uh, when I was um, one of my jobs when I scouted with the Pirates was I was was running the uh, the open tryout. I don't even know if they do them anymore, but you, it used to be that every team had to provide an open tryout that anyone could come to, like anyone off the street, right? If you were of a certain age or something, you could just, you could show up and, and, you know, some people were invited, but if you walked in and you said you want to try out, you filled out the form, we, we would let you have a tryout. So a lot of times when you hear like, yeah, he had a tryout with the, with the Mets. Uh, yeah, that wasn't, <laughs> probably wasn't what you think. Um, so people would ask me, because I would try and get a lot of the kids that I thought were borderline or at least to get some exposure um, you know, to, to come to these camps because oftentimes there was a lot of other scouts, a lot of other college, college recruiters that came to those camps. And so for us, it was good. You know, the kids are out there. They get seen again, and who knows. And so my rule was this. Show your tool. If you have a big league arm, or if your arm is your best thing, or speed is your best thing, or or pitching, or whatever hit power hitting, whatever it is, is make sure that that you that your that your best baseball tool is on display, and get seen, and then give them no reason to cut you. So in social media, we're going to make sure that the widest, longest lens for your son is on is on display, and then we're going to give them no reason to cut us. So the, what I would tell kids at a tryout is, look, show up early, introduce yourself, wear your uniform right, tuck in your shirt, wear your hat right, right? Uh, sprint on and off the field, hustle, you know, be, be respectful and courteous, you know, uh, don't throw your helmet, don't get upset, don't, you know, shake hands with the guy, thank for the opportunity, give them no reason to cut you. Like I said, we started off with this, with that one coach who saw one thing that I didn't really think was big at all. And we can't, we come from the same area. Like we grew up in the same, went to, went to, went to the same high school. Like we, like I, I know him, I know him. Um, and I thought it was nothing. He thought it was something that he, that, that player, because he didn't have an organized searchable presence. He gave that coach a reason to cut him. Now the worst part, the worst part by far. A coach doesn't have to call you or notify you that he is stopping the recruiting process. So that player who now the recruiting process stopped because of one social media post that was pretty benign, he has no idea. He has no idea that's what stopped the recruiting process. For anyone who's listening to this who's in the recruiting process now, you don't know if a coach has stopped the recruiting process on you today. 
You know what they do? They don't, they don't signal you. They, don't, they just take out the list and they cross off your name. They delete you from their files, whatever they do. They don't have to tell you. Now, the problem with that is a couple problems. Is number one, you don't even know what's wrong. Right? You don't even know what's wrong. The second thing um, in it is time. The not knowing kills time. And when time is precious, it's the most crucial part. Remember we said, if you want to spell recruiting success, it's T-I-M-E. And if you don't know where you stand in a recruiting process, that is wasting valuable time. Now, I would never, there, was, there will never be anything within certainly within my control people could do what they want that my clients would ever do anything that would give a coach a reason to cut them even if we all thought it was okay they're not going to see anything that may they may all they're going to see is more signaling of the best qualities of that player Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I wanted to let you know I have a new book out specifically for baseball dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to baseballdadsbook.com, all the information is there, and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's baseballdadsbook.com. Thanks.